Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I am your host, Trevor, and I am the owner of the most expensive scorn paperweight in the universe. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Jay, and I'm not sure that's true, but maybe it is. I, 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 bet, it, I bet it is. Uh, and I, I'm Josh, and I think my minions paperweight is probably equally pricey at this point, question mark. Oh, I don't think so, Josh. I think you you'd be shocked to know how many how many scorn models I have that are were also painted by someone else who am I paid. Mm, mm, I got you. I got you. I assumed that you were talking about the uh, the mammoth versus the dracodile. Oh no no no! I'm I'm talking about the the, the grand sum of them. They are like a oh a, the a, entire a, army is they're a, a collective paperweight. Yeah, they are a collective. Yes. Paperweight. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you now. Okay, well, we can, I guess, so Discount Games Inc. news, uh, go get uh, War Machine and Hordes items at amazing prices while you still can, uh, because we're we're closing out all of the, the Mark III War Machine and Hordes. Uh, it's currently at 40% off. Um, it's, it's going fast, so get it while you can. Um, and I guess real, this, this will lead into what our main topic is, but, um, basically the, the main reasoning behind it, there, there is going to be, uh, obviously models that are, uh, usable in the new edition of War Machine. Um, but the reason we've decided to do the closeout is that, um, I mean, basically the, the business model that we, operate under is that we sell a skew hopefully many many times and you know private press has said that these are, are items that they're not going to be uh continuing to restock or, or make available and so that was was basically the main factor behind the decision to uh to do the the close up um, but that does lead into our topic for the day. We are going to talk about uh, War Machine Mark IV. Chain uh, Attack Mark VI, all about War Machine Mark IV. No, no we are. Because we're not talking about the plague anymore, right? Uh, I mean, mark. I don't know. We're, we're old men talking about uh, <laughs> blood sugar and COVID. <laughs> that's, that's our identity. I have, I have a beautiful orange scorn army ready for for purchase if anyone would like one. <laughs> uh, so sad. I do. So I currently, I 
this is gonna sound sound really bad when I say the number and make people kind of gasp, but um, I really am like in a situation where I have to sell my war machine models because we're doing like an entire renovation of Gameopolis and uh, all all of, when I first moved into Gameopolis, it was this great and spacious building, and now uh, every like square inch is a precious coveted commodity. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I, I, here's, here's the factions that I currently have, uh, for sale altogether as one lot. These are all painted, uh, et cetera. So I have Signar, Protector of Menoth, Kador, Crix, Retribution of Skyra, Convergence, Mercenaries, Crucible Guard, and Grimkin. And what's your, what's your guess as to my asking price for all, all of the models in, uh, one big lot. So I know the answer to this, so I'm not going to answer. Okay, I don't. So my guess is going to be 5K. <laughs> bless, bless your heart, Josh. I love you. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the my my asking price for all of these models is is $300. So someone please buy them. <laughs> Local, preferably. <laughs> that is incredible. It'll cost him $300 to ship them. Yeah, 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 and they'll arrive in pieces. Um, and and really, the I mean, I don't feel bad selling at this price mainly because I, um, I've received a lot of joy from from the game. Um, and I I think I probably am going to be playing Mark Four, but I also feel like uh, it's going to be I'll I'll be playing with Mark Four models, not the the older stuff. I see. So what you're telling me is, if I'm packing up my house because my sweetheart claims that we are actually going to sell and move, which I've been wanting to do for like three years, um, I shouldn't feel bad selling all of my minions models except for my Dracodile. Correct. Are you yeah. are you packing up to move to move to? Are you growing or shrinking? In theory, we're in theory we're downsizing. Yeah, that, that's part of the reason to want to move. We just feel like we have so much house now that. Well, Most you do. Our children moved out. <laughs> are are yeah. you are you um, building or just buying, or is that uh, not decided yet? No, no. In theory, we're building. Yeah, I mean, we ha- we own a lot where we intended to build. Uh, I say in theory because ultimately this thing's not my decision. I mean, I've signed a lease <laughs> on a I've signed a lease on a house in Boise, and so I now think of that as my home. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to support my wife and whatever she wants to put together. But yeah, in theory, we're we're building probably a, something about half the square footage of what we're currently in. Well, that'll be a fun endeavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just lied. Um, Unlike Jay, I will not sell my beautifully painted scorn army for three hundred dollars, but I will make you a hell of a screaming deal. That's so funny. So, Josh, I, I assume you haven't looked at all at the the updates for March. I, I, I looked at the link on our Discord chat, and by looked at it, I mean literally I just looked at the link. I didn't click on it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, Trevor, have you looked much through it yet? Yeah. Um, I So the original link that had the rules and everything like that, I didn't – I did not read much of that. I read just the section that said changes from or differences between 
Mark three and Mark four. Yep. Um, I also read did, you read, did you, did you read the entire like Matt Wilson's treatise? Uh, was that the one that started with the don't panic or whatever? Yes. Yes. No, okay. I did not. I, I literally went down to the Mark three to Mark four changes section and read that. That is all I read. Okay. So, but I have read a lot of employee um, comments on Facebook because like there's currently just a, a flurry of opinions coming out and a lot of them are somewhat misguided or misunderstanding. And so there's been a lot of um, employee uh, private press employee, including Matt Wilson um, trying to correct some of the misinformation out there. So I've, I've read a lot of that. Okay. So I've, I've gained some information, I guess through quote unquote osmosis from, from so seeing I did, I did read the, his entire treatise and I think it's interesting to go through it and talk about it. And then we can, uh, as, as you, uh, things that you've, you've read on, on Facebook, I think it would be interesting for you to interject Trevor. Uh, uh I'll try, but I don't want to, I don't want to spread misinformation either. So, okay. and I've read a lot and I, yeah. Whoa, I'll, whoa. I'll when I'll... does this podcast become r- responsible? What's going on here? <laughs> whoa, whoa. This is not about the podcast being responsible. It's just me. I'm trying to be yeah. responsible. Wow. <laughs> fair, fair. So when I still make a mistake, I'll blame it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'll try in, in the cases where I know things for certain. If I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. A little hard. There is a lot of information out there right now. Yeah, there is. So basically I'll go through each, each part and, and say what kind of a summary um, the first one is, you know, why are you doing a new edition? I honestly, I feel like it's kind of um, self-explanatory why they need to do this. The game is has gotten so large and bloated that it's inaccessible to retailers, to new players, and something had to be done. So this this point, I fully agree with, but I find it interesting that I've had a few discussions with people on Facebook who can, who players who disagree and who think that think that this is they don't believe this point or they don't understand it or they I mean, don't I just don't this is the part I don't how, get how can how can someone with eyes that see <laughs> not uh, not agree with this point I don't know I have they, a question about this point okay um I'm really curious if is it really the size of the I mean, the skew bloat, I guess, or the size of the game has made it inaccessible to retailers. To me, the fact that they moved so much of their model to almost a Kickstarter model is what really made things inaccessible. It's both of those things. Well, I mean, yes, but also, so, I mean, you you guys obviously have frequented uh, Gameopolis. You've seen the wall of Private Press product. Um, Other retailers can't do that. I mean, I never saw the wall. I only went to the section that had gators in it. But yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> but the, the truth just, is, is that that wall had more product on it than some of the stores, like size of the stores I've been. Your first store, right? Yes. Jay, the very first store you had, there's no way you could have put all that product in the entire store. Yes, correct. And your your original game store is not like uncommon amongst some smaller towns. Sure. I mean, that that sort of. I mean, how are these how are these businesses supposed to stock anything that, I mean, you can't just do a, a box set anymore and make it really, it, do, it doesn't really represent enough of the line to make people interested in wanting to buy it. 
It's just so huge. They made it very difficult for retailers to get too. I mean, they they, they yes. backed out of well, distribution. I mean, it's it wasn't it wasn't just them backing out. It was also distributors dropping them because they right. they have to periodically do reviews themselves and be like, okay, this you know half of these SKUs from War Machine haven't sold in ages. We there's no reason that we would stock this. Yeah. So. And to to get back to the skew thing, this is well, I was going to cover this later, but it it ties in well here, uh, and also the Kickstarter things. First off, you know they're not kickstarting Orgoth, uh, to my knowledge. They're they're not going to kickstart anything in uh, the start of Mark IV. Okay. And so that that concern is allayed. Um, and then regarding the skews, so here is an example of the skew count of what you will see with a new army and instead of like you know these this huge <coughs> walls for a faction instead you're going to have a core army starter which will likely be around 199 dollars an army expansion 175 dollars uh warcaster c warjack a warjack b and an 80 millimeter base solo and that is six SKUs, and that is going to be enough to uh, that 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 covers the entire faction. Interesting. Okay. Um. So that's that's a pretty big change, obviously. Um. They're uh, within the army boxes. They they are going to have um uh, on the privateer press site. You could buy the individual stuff within the boxes, but the the retailers are just going to have, and, and it, if you buy individual stuff, it would be, if you combined that all together, it would be more expensive than if you had gotten the deal on the army box. But, um, and the retailers will only have the, the, the six skews, the six skews. Yeah. Yeah. Not the individuals. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess it, before we move on, is there any, I guess, is there anything else we want to talk about as to why it, we felt like this, needed to happen why there was i mean we, we kind of blew past the being kind of dumbfounded that there were people who thought it didn't need to happen but yeah yeah sorry we, we you can go you can go back to that if we need to we i am um, too the, well the only question i was going to ask is just real quick help help me wrap my head around i just feel like the number of SKUs that i would have well that i did buy frankly to field even just a minions army was probably what five or six times that there were probably thirty to forty many skews. times that yeah, yeah yeah okay so that is interesting so that that's a very big change yeah and one one of the um I mean I guess we can I guess we're just gonna jump around a lot but using using minions as an example now um one of the changes they're making is that they are going to have factions so for example. Uh, the example they use is there could be the Signar faction, and then there are armies within a faction, and so that could be the Storm Legion army and the Gravedigger's army, and models can't be used swapped in between those two armies. So yeah, so you know, instead you... of instead of playing Signar, you're going to play Gravediggers as yeah. an example. You won't, be but able you're to... still going to have at maximum bought those six skews and somewhere within those six skews is your gravediggers army no 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 right? those six skews are going to be the gravediggers army i believe yes the the, the oh, signar oh. is signar is no longer a you can't take signar to a tournament 
for example, you would take grave diggers or you would take uh, a trencher army or whatever, and that that army would have six potential skews. But you can't mix and match from the various factions with inside the 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 greater faction. It's it's there are one other one other kind of confusing thing with it is that they also have cadres. So an example is the Stormsmith cadre, and it says that those can be used with any army within the faction. So you could have a Stormsmiths in both the Storm Legion or in the Gravediggers. And so my question with that is, does does so in previous versions they had the word cadre as a keyword for in this army it's going to have a little bit slightly different rules. And I sort of assumed that that's what they meant here, but maybe I'm wrong. It is is that unit going to play slightly different depending on which army it's taken with? I don't I don't know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I am sharing in the Discord the the image I've been talking about that that kind of gives the visual representation of the uh, faction and army and cadre, etc. Um, mm, I so, only wish it were a Venn diagram. <laughs> Indeed, it, it, it could have been they they missed an opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity there. <laughs> so one of the things that they've said is that. They are. They don't want to. When when Private to Press started out, they marketed themselves as the anti Games Workshop, and a decent part of that was people were upset at Games Workshop at the time that you would buy Games Workshop models and then your purchases would be invalidated. And mm, so they just flipped the lever all the way over to the other side. No. Well, <laughs> no. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about that. I mean, in my opinion, right. that that foundation kind of ended up, um, you know, it's 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 part of what gave them their success. But it also, like many things in business, can be something that comes back to haunt you. And so mm-hmm. I think that for a long time, they didn't want to address this issue because of they felt because like of they, that they had made, made. A, they had made a promise to their customers and so you know how do you how do you resolve this issue the the main thing that they're doing is uh there's going to be an unlimited format and a prime arena format and oh wait and the unlimited is like hey you should bring your old models back you can you can play anything yeah yeah you can play anything interesting so they're making making mark four rules for everything okay okay i see well, but when you when you say they, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Matt was pretty like in one one portion of of the area where he's talking about this, he says, you know, we're we're probably also going to be looking at trying to have some of the members of the community who have been wanting to, uh, you know, try to break into the game market or whatever. I was like, pretend like they're game designers. What? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they okay. they will be making contributions to uh, to the unlimited format. To only. the unlimited format, yeah. Mm, mm, I love it. I mean, so the unlimited format is a radioactive wasteland. Yeah, I mean they they can they can they're paying lip service to we don't want to invalidate your models, but the truth is is that your models are invalidated. Yes. 
In my in my opinion, yes. Which, there'll uh, be yeah. there will be when you go to a major convention, there will be an unlimited tournament, and it will be filled with the old guys like us telling stories about the good old days. And it, <laughs> it will be filled with all the people who are not playing competitive War Machine but just want to show up with their old models and have fun, which is fine. I hate us old Don't, guys. <laughs> yeah, I hate us old guys too. Don't get me wrong; that's fine and that's interesting, and you can do that. But the truth is, is they're trying to move on. They are trying uh, the, to get away. The game of War Machine is going to be Prime Arena. It is going to be the new models yes. that are coming out. Yep. And he has said in some places that their goal is to make some of the old models available in Prime, but we don't know how much of the faction is going to be available. They're going to be making armies within sub sub you know the same sort of thing. There might be a a scorn army that is available in Prime and can be played in the competitive arena, but there'll be a big section of my of the scorn models probably that won't be available and you know who knows how that's going to turn out and and i'm assuming that over time they will start phasing out some of that i mean the the goal for them is to start anew yeah yeah and and i i I don't need you to tell me at least um is the is the storyline justification you know some sort of apocalyptic you know uh the Orgoth ruined everything. Oh no, it all went wrong. It means, do I at least get that so for my I, efforts? My impression was there was a timeline jump. Is that correct, Jay? I'm from what I've seen, they haven't really done given too much fluff so far. So, I think it is likely that there's going to be a timeline jump. I mean, if if our resident fluff bunny doesn't know, then <laughs> I'm not sure that there really is a fluff justification. I I saw several. Posts. So here's here's your first misinformation, Josh. Yes, I saw, I saw yes. Se- several posts. I want that, to bathe in it. Give yes. me more misinformation. <laughs> that made me assume that, that this is a jump forward. That there was yeah. that some of the factions are going to have a much smaller role. One of them was Scorn. It, the post I saw made it sound like the Scorn army. I think army, is another one. Yeah, they basically Scorn army is turned tail and ran back to the the, the Bloodstone wastes. Okay. And, and so there may be some stragglers, but they're going to be more uh, like guerrilla warriors sort of thing than than a than an actual army. So whatever scorn gets put into Mark IV as a prime army will probably be what's left over. And I'm uh, the the I believe the the warlock that they had put forward as being that person to lead that was Hexorus. So I wouldn't be shocked if you don't see Makeda ever again. Okay. So. so Anyway, who knows where they're going to go, but um, I believe, yes, that there will be some major fluff things that are going to change. Another example of, you know, really this is a new game with new models, etc., is that one of the one of the key things that's going to exist in the new game is that it is a uh, customizable game system. So not game system. Warjacks are customizable. So. Okay. Warcasters as well. Yeah, but yeah, but so like when you do a warjack, it's going to come so that it can be easily magnetized, and so you can change out what head it has and what weapons it has, kind of on the fly. Um, and that's not going to be backwards compatible with the old legacy models. And so okay. if you know if I've got a Signar Ironclad. Um, it's not going to be able to have its weapons changed out. I'm going to need to have the new uh, Storm Legion kit. Or... 
signar bronze wait what's better than iron steel uh, steel. steel yeah the new stainless Galvanic. steel yeah so. <laughs> all right i'm with you still sorry i don't know why all right. entertained me so um we kind of already went over the the factions armies and cadres um another change is that wait tell me real quick what are the factions is it signar hey. orgoth Oh, they haven't said. They haven't well, really said. No. I think the first box set is supposed to be Orgoth and Signar. There, there are four armies that are releasing within the first, you know, year or so. Okay. Um, one is a Signar one. One's a Kador one. Uh, one is Orgoth, and one is like a new Retribution vampire Retribution. What? Retribution is dead as we know it, is my understanding, and this is a new Retribution army. A new Elven army. Yes. Like Gas before went bad and... and yes. And yeah, okay, okay, exciting. So, um, another change is that, you know, this for ages was marketed as War Machine and Hordes. Uh, Hordes is no longer be going to be marketed separately. It's all going to be considered one game. And that one game will be War Machine. Um, mm, okay, okay. There will be four uh, War Machine armies launching in this first year, like we said, uh, in Mark IV. And then there's going to be two new Warlock armies that will launch basically a year from now. They'll be pre-sold at, at Gen Con in 2023. Um and the core rules for, for Hordes did launch with the, the beta rules, and so um, that's something as well, I guess. Um, so they're going to another... The next segment is uh, War Room is dead. Instead, there's going to be the War Machine app. And the War Machine app is going to have a bunch of free stuff. Uh, the free stuff will have... Um, up-to-date model content, new and legacy models with no purchase necessary. Uh, you'll be able to build a force list from any supported army with it, um, etc. There's Then there's also, but wait, there's more. And <laughs> that is, you can do a $5 a month subscription to the War Machine app. I'm embarrassed that I don't even know if I'm still subscribed to the War Room app. It didn't have a subscription. You just bought it. Okay. I just bought it. Yeah. You would buy to unlock decks. So the subscription app, it says, uh, you'll not only have the ability to store force builds, but you'll also receive fiction and lore, strategy articles, new scenarios, organized play content, previews, and more. For those of you who enjoyed No Core in the past, that's the sort of content we're aiming for, a monthly delivery of new content through the app that you'll be able to access anytime with your subscription. Uh, one other thing it said that you'll be able to do through the that they'll be able to do through the app that I was uh, honestly a little bit less excited about. Um, it says uh, in the new War Machine app, we are building in tools to provide feedback on miniature rules. Proceeding every new release, we will conduct a beta test of rules. Players trying out those rules will be able to provide feedback directly directly through the app. Um, so it feels a little that bit that feels maybe, dangerous. Like like CID coming back, which I don't. Yes, very dangerous. Yeah, we can do without that. 
Um, but that's that's basically the the War Machine app. Um, I guess do do either of you guys have have any comments or thoughts on on that? I mean, uh, I like it as a sustainable monetization model for the company. Yeah, True. but I don't yeah. I don't like it as a I so here's what I wish they would have done, and and I would have been more on board for for this. Give me the rules to all the models in the game for free. Give me your articles, your content, your whatever for the subscription, and I'll be happy. Because the truth is, is I don't give a shit about all the other. Excuse me, I don't give a crap about the other stuff. Um, isn't that basically what I, you're all I, I thought you said you had to pay for the models, except for no, the legacy models. The models are the models are free. All mm. models. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, let me let me read you the quote real quick. Uh, it'll be a free-to-download app, and it will provide all the up-to-date model content available for War Machine, including new and legacy models. No purchase okay. necessary. I see. Then I'm fine. Noise. Yeah, I, that's that's cool. That's I mean, the, I was I was concerned that they were going back in time to a time when model you'd have rules, to pay yeah, to keep your your stuff up to date. Yeah, that's I don't want any more part of that. If they're trying to get me to sign up to to I think the closest painting, painting or modeling articles or or other things that 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 no quarter used to do, then that's cool. You know, it's something that maybe I'd subscribe to, maybe I wouldn't. I just don't want to feel like I have to subscribe to something in order to play the game. Play the game. Yeah. I think the closest that would potentially push you over or something to relate to that is it, it mentioned organized play would be in the subscription model. Um, oh, which, yeah, that does push me over. <laughs> yeah, that that would piss me off if I had to pay a, a subscription fee to play or in organized play. I would not be happy. I mean, the only thing that would make me slightly happier is if the um, subscription somehow included uh, Captain Pike uh, into the <laughs> into the rules. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, so next things, um, I'll, I'll save, he goes over differences in the game, but we'll, we can talk about that in a bit. Um, the next, the next part that I think is interesting is they, they talk about production and their plan is that everything is going to be 3D printed. Yeah, I saw a comment about that. I'm go on. And so and it's not they're not gonna be like selling you the STL files or whatever. It's going to be their means of production is they are three D printing the product. Does that um, mean it's happening onshore? Like does is all production happening in the US essentially? Well, that's one of the things that they list as one of the benefits is that one of the things that's been an issue for the game is that uh, you know, if you are a player in Australia, if you you are a player in Belgium, uh, you have struggled to be able to get the buy the product. Mm-hmm. And the theory that they are operating under is that it will be much easier for them to. I first of all, it's it's easier to produce in something like the EU rather than deal with like the importing taxes, et cetera. And so they're hoping they'll be able to 3d print in Europe or Australia or whatever, and then not have to worry about transport, not have to worry about, you know, all these different things. And so the hope is that it's going to help solve some of their 
uh, logistics. Yeah, so, issues so, that they've had selling to international customers. So are they going to be opening up off offices in in other places then? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They they didn't say. I mean, they're going to have to if that's their model, or they're going to well, have to hire, I mean, hire somebody to. Yeah, I mean, right now uh, there's like in. in Basically, in Europe, there was a second party that was making uh, war machine models uh-huh. and selling them in Europe. And that was part of why I, I would get customers who would want to buy models from me and have me ship it to them because a lot of the stuff that Privateer Press was making was resin. And a lot of the stuff that the company that had contracted out to make stuff in Europe was making was all metal. And so if a player in Europe wanted to have, you know, a war machine bag that didn't weigh 3,000 pounds, they would have to buy it from America and have it ship over to Europe. Um, So they have already in the past had relationships with companies where they would make models for them. But I'm assuming that this will just make it that much easier to make it be successful. Hmm. Interesting. Um, And I, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, I guess, all to say, uh, you know, I, I'm obviously not a hobbyist. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are curious how good the miniatures are going to be, what the quality level is going to be like. Um, Matt, in his article, is very effusive that it's going to be, you know, the most amazing thing ever. And uh, hopefully he's correct, and that's that's going to be correct. Um, and that everyone's satisfied with the product and it's easy to make and they make tons of money and all these things would, would make me very happy. So, so uh, a, co- we'll a see. couple of, <laughs> a couple of thoughts about this. It feels like 3d printing is, is at the cusp of where this is, the, this is a good time uh-huh. to do this. And I think they probably would have done this a few years in the past. Their problem was as many of their legacy models were originally sculpted by hand yeah yeah yeah, and yeah we're not in a 3d stl and this is i mean again this is mm. part part of the process that's forcing them to put everything into legacy mode is that in order to update the game and to update their manufacturing processes everything has got to be designed in a 3d model and they've got loads of their skew line that is not and and is not easily updated so it really helps to just basically Wipe the slate clean, start over. Um, and, and anyway, like I said, 3D printing is now to a point where this is profitable. They can put together great models easily. And honestly, one of the benefits that they're going to have is if there's an issue with a model with, uh, say, its details or whatever, they can go back to the 3D model, change it or fix it, and continue sure. shipping out models. This is something they didn't have the option of doing before because – you know, in many cases, the original uh, model, the original sculpt, was made into a mold, and it's long gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not easy to fix that sort of problem. So I do I mean, have concerns, also, though. It's also, I think, something that um, they can potentially, if let's let's say that they launch the game, and demand is through the roof, and you know they're having a hard time keeping up or whatever. It's, it is potentially something where they could contract out to some additional companies, and 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 maybe that's maybe they're doing oh. this anyway, 
going to have some of the production done by other people, but sure, it's sure. it's something that um, gives them more flexibility. Flexibility, that yeah. So that would also concern me if that were the case, if they were not prepared to be able to ha- handle their own sure, manufacturing yeah. load, because when you send it off site, uh, sure. you know, QA all of a sudden goes out the window and quality can be mixed back. But here's my concern. Privateer Press in the past has attempted to do some of these modern manufacturing styles, and in some cases they have tripped up. Sure, and yeah, yeah. I, I was, you know, I was not a fly in the wall. I was not involved in their conversations. <laughs> but the, the thing that I heard through the grapevine, and some of these were from pretty reliable sources, was that they failed to really hire on or to pay for people who had experience in the industry to get that behind them to be able to help them launch these product lines mm-hmm. i'm i'm afraid that the same problem is going to happen here that that matt wilson is like we can do this we'll go out and buy the 3d printers and we'll figure it out on our own rather than hiring an expert to come in guide them through what pro what uh, you know, resin or, or whatever they're using to create these models on these printers, guide them through the the selection process and through the modeling process to make it go from a, a, a plan to a successful product. They've always cut those corners short. Well, I and mean, I'm one afraid of the, they're going to do it again. I think the, the bigger, I mean, he talks about how, you know, they've had quite a bit of experience at this point doing 3D printing, <laughs> whatever. Sure. And I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe it feels like Wilson can be standing right in front of me telling me this crap and I wouldn't believe it. It it also feels like there's a big difference between doing 3d printing to prototype something versus uh, a production line. Yeah. And, and I would also be fairly concerned about, um, um, making a big investment in machines that break down and that, you know, what's their, life expectancy et cetera, et cetera. but you know that's i'm sure that's something that josh with his uh mba could <laughs> well, talk about that's why you hire that's why something, you hire a 3d printing manufacturing costs. expert you yeah. bring somebody in who's yeah. done this in another industry it's not like 3d printing is only being used for production items in miniatures it's used right. all right. over the place certainly there's somebody out there that could help them make the right steps and not avoid and avoid some of these potential pitfalls. Boondoggles, yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let me let me talk about an adjacent topic to this real quick. I think I've ranted about this on a uh, either a main podcast or a, a pre ramble about how in one of the Discord servers I was in for Crisis Protocol, uh, people were just like. You know what? Just print out cards and play with whatever. And but they like they, they were like, saying, like proxy everything, right? Yeah. Well, but they yes, except for models. They said you shouldn't proxy models. And and it was not to not to like stir up too much shit, but but whatever. I I guess I will. Uh, it was someone from Europe who who was saying this. And and then there was recently like this huge event event for Marvel Crisis Protocol in Europe. And they posted a bunch of pictures on the Facebook group and the moderators had to take down the post because half of the pictures were of 3D printed models. And so then they redid the post with half as many photos. <laughs> and and 
you know, they, they, you know, they had said like, oh, the, you know, this, it's this clear line that you shouldn't, you know, play with 3D printed models, but they're like, it, to me, it's, it's pretty clear that, um, whatever, I, I have my own feelings on it, but, um, it, it seems like potentially they are opening up a Pandora's box of justification about people deciding that they're just going to 3D print the game. And, mm. and maybe that's, a Pandora's box that's open anyway, and this doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. But I'm, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I think that you're old man yelling at clouds, honestly. This this is the future of miniature gaming. This is the future of, of, of manufacturing. This is the way it's going. They're making the right move here. The biggest problem that they're going to run into is that mindset from from modelers. The truth is, is that... that as we move forward, there's going to be more and more uh, scanners, 3D scanners. Yeah, they yeah. are they already exist, but there's going to become a point where um, you're going to borrow your buddy's model. You're going to take it, put it in your 3D scanner, scan it, print out a model, which probably won't be as good a quality, but you won't pay as nearly as much for it. Right, right. And you're going to paint it up and you're going to put it on a table in a major tournament. And the truth is, is most people won't know the difference. Right. And the, yes, that's going to hurt the industry. It will hurt Privateer Press. It'll hurt all the companies um, that are in the miniatures industry. Uh, but it's just, it's not something, it's going to do what it does to the movie industry. It's going to force them to try to be more competitive in their pricing so that people don't want to have to go through the hassle. Is it bad or good? I don't know. It's going to make it harder for them to make a buck. It's going to make them harder, harder for them to be able to pay their employees but it, it's the nature of the beast. I, mean, I, I, I kind of feel like one of the biggest barriers of with it right now is um, the difficulty level or the, the ease of it. And if you, if you compare and contrast, say, for example, I'm going to print off a game card and play with that versus I'm going to print off, you know, Captain Marvel. One of those, at, at this point, um, it's it's much easier to print off a card. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is, is that and, give, but it's give it ten years and easier. Correct. That's my yeah, point. Give yeah, it, give it ten right. years. It'll it'll right. be almost as easy to do. You know, to to scan your three D model and print it off because right. they're 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 getting better every every day and right. and at a really rapid pace. And it's not being pushed by um, you know the miniatures industry. It's being pushed by big manufacturers. Because it's becoming such a way that they can they can produce parts and change designs so quickly, uh, it's just a, such a great boon to manufacturing. So it's it's trickling down to everyone's you know tabletop. Um, so the the final stuff is kind of a timeline of stuff. So um, first off, they are going to be supporting uh, Mark III mark three through the end of the year so wtc warfare weekend etc that's all going to be uh mark three events and then but mark uh, four rules will already be in the wild right I mean, the, the beta rules are in the wild now um okay. but by yeah by october um yeah the i mean we'll, we'll go through the full timeline here in a second yeah go ahead um, sorry but the the first big event that, that they're going to uh run with mark four rules is going to be um 
Adepticon. So uh, March next year will be the and and they basically also said like um, Lock and Load is dead. Uh, we're not going to be running the Iron Gauntlet anymore. Instead, we're going to do stuff like try to support Warfare Weekend in in running. I, I'm not sure if they're going to rename it the Iron Gauntlet or if it's just going to stay the Invitational or what. Um, and they're going to try to support the WTC, et cetera. But basically try to support <laughs> uh, community-run events rather than... This is the smartest decision they've made in a long time. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done this forever ago. Yeah. 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 The, the, the idea that we're going to support what the community is doing is, gosh... Uh, I mean, they've they've been supportive it's of revolutionary. some of the events for a long <laughs> time, but really, they should have thrown their full weight behind more of it earlier. So here is the the timeline of how and when things are going to happen. Um, the so in just a few days at Gen Con, they're going to be selling battle groups of Orgoth and Signar. Jeez, I can't believe Gen Con's in a few days. Go on. Yeah, right. And they're also going to be selling online on their website the battle groups as well. And so if you're interested in getting a battle group, you can do so. Um, and they they do have the caveat that if you know demand ends up being high, it may take them a little while to get the, the battle groups shipped out. Um, and then it... Fast forwards to October of this year, and in October there will be the Orgoth and Kador starter sets will release. Uh, the War Machine app beta will launch then as well. Uh, then in November we'll see the the Kador starter release, as well as Warcaster Seas for each of the three factions. Um, in December we'll see all three of the factions have Warjacks A and B release and some mercenary solos release. Um, in January, the expansion uh, box sets release for Signar and Orgoth, and the War Machine app will officially launch. Uh, February will be the Kador expansion release, and in-store and club-organized play support begins. Uh, in March, you'll see the 80mm solos release for the three factions, and then in April, you will see the starter set release for uh, vampire uh, vampire elves elves and the elves, then the last them. the last thing that they have on the the calendar is um, warlocks and war beasts the the two the two hordes factions will do their early early release at Gen Con next year so the like the the game launched uh, in Mark One. There were four factions that released. Um, it's launching with, with four War Machine factions, adding two Hordes factions a year later. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of the roadmap that they have going forward. Um, I guess kind of what I was thinking was that we could maybe give some closing thoughts about what we've talked about here, and then in the, the episode we do next week, we can talk about the, the rule changes that we're doing they're doing and the, the thoughts we have on those. Oh, that's too bad. I was really ready to to go into that. <laughs> we're, we're at we're at time yeah. now, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could well, probably. Well, I will it. say I'll give my first reaction, which I feel like I'm 
the closest thing we have to the Johnny on the street. I'm more excited about it um, based on what you've told me than I was previously. And why is that? Um, just some of the, I guess I would ultimately say just some of the modernizing moves that it feels like it, it, they're, they are making, you know, uh, and also because frankly, I barely have a dog in the fight anymore. Like the chances of me coming back and playing is it's very small. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. It just feels very small. I just, I've become so much of an old man shaking his head at the clouds and, but I, I feel like I'm happy to see a company that provided me with so much positive recreation for so many years, you know, make good moves and hopefully continue to be healthy and sustainable in the future. So that's where I'm at. What is, what's your reaction about the stuff we've discussed so far, Trevor? Um, I, I think that it's all great moves. Uh, I'm probably more like Josh. The chances of me playing Mark IV are pretty slim it's more likely to push me out than pull me back in uh, just because, you know, while I think it's cool and all, I'm not. And while I'm glad they're doing a refresh and a clean slate and it obviously needed to happen, I'm not ready for a clean slate. I, I don't want to start over. I just, I'm not sure that it's for me, but I, I'm glad that they're doing it. And I think it's good for the game and it's good for the people who have not yet played it, who will in the future and will enjoy it. Um, so it, it's good to bring in new players. It feels like, the game has stagnated some and bringing in new players is like, I remember um, 10 years ago, the number of new posts of new players coming in, asking for recommendations and just the sheer volume of players that were coming into the game. And that's all been gone. I have not seen that at all. The Facebook groups, some of them are honestly dead to the world um, over the last three, four years. And some of it's been COVID, but a lot of it has just been no, there's been no movement in the, in the community. And they really need to bring that back. They need they need fresh blood. They, yeah, new they don't they don't they don't need me coming in and saying, yeah, ten years ago we did this with you know Gatsby one did this and <laughs> blah. That, I, they don't yeah, need old yeah. stories. They don't need me hanging around complaining about how it used to be. They need me to move on, and they need new players, new blood, people who are like, I built this list. What do you guys think? I'm thinking about buying these models because it's cool. They need the things that new players post that I've not seen in the War Machine groups in ages. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would say that um, I've been I've been really happy with Marvel Crisis Protocol, obviously, um, but this actually does get me. They're 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 one of the things that I guess two thoughts with it. One is that um, I, I think the rules. We'll we'll cover those next time, but I, I am pretty intrigued to try those out. Um, and also, I am I think one of the most exciting things for it with me is the model reset, where there's it's, it kind of reminds me of like uh, I guess an analogous feeling is is when you start playing an MMO at the launch of an MMO there's like some excitement about being on being in on it on kind of the ground level um and experiencing it as it's like building up from the start and and some of those things and um and also i feel like it's also exciting to 
have some improved rules with um or an improved game without it being encumbered by like this huge library of stuff that you're needing to mm. work, think about etc yeah and so yeah. i'm i'm excited to basically play a new game of war machine um if that makes sense so i think i would probably be more in your camp if the first four factions that they have announced thus far had any of them that I had any interest whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, that's really one of the the big issues is that, I mean, honestly, I don't feel any draw to, um, the Signar or Kador new armies, particularly. Uh Uh-huh. Um, the one I'm most interested in is, is the vampire elves. Uh Uh-huh. Um, there's a decent chance I'll get Orgoth just to, uh, have something to play until <laughs> until the vampire elves come out. So I just yeah. realized you said they're selling Orgoth at Gen Con, right? Like, yeah. so oh, they're previewing it at Gen Con. No, they're selling. Oh, okay. They're selling. Oh, they are selling it. And and online, they're selling. Well, so my only question is, does that mean we're, are those going so, to have been three D so printed hold, models? Hold, and hold on, hold, so. hold on. On their Mark IV roadmap, they say the starter sets don't release until the first of October. Correct. It is battle group previews. Right. I assumed that that was just here. They are. Look at them. No, they are. Those are physical products that are being sold that you can buy at Gen Con or that you can buy on the Privateer Press website. Interesting. It's not. It's not an actual skew that's going to be carried forward uh, as a normal uh, product, but it's one that um, that you will be able to purchase and you know start doing stuff with. Okay. Here's what so here's here's what it says. Uh, we will be bringing a very limited amount of Orgoth Sea Raiders and Signar Storm Legion product to Gen Con next week, consisting of the Warjack A, Warjack B, Warcaster Sea Skews for those two armies. They will be sold as battle groups for seventy-five dollars. Purchase all cart. They would be ninety-five to one hundred five. We will also be selling the same items online during the course of Gen Con, and we are offering free shipping on all orders, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and this, 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 when I had said, like, they gave the warning that if they had a huge amount of demand, it might take them a while to ship everything. This was what I was referring to. So here's the secondary problem to what I already said. I think it's highly likely that whatever hordes factions they introduce next year will be Circle and Legion or Circle Legion-based. Um, I think that one of the two is likely to be circle or legion based. And I think one of the two is likely to be zoo. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I would be in on zoo, but I kind of doubt that, but we'll I, see. This is, these are wild ass guesses for me. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're wild ass guesses for me as well, but I always felt like, um, troll bloods and scorn were the not favored children. Sure. Yeah. That legion and circle always were the favored children and that they're more likely to get there be the first two factions sub factions or whatever are armies sure. released and i have almost no interest in either of those as well so sure. yeah it just puts out the potential I mean, is, i'm interested in jumping in so far out right i mean and i i think that that's one of the biggest issues uh you know take for example my friend aaron well uh he's like you know i'm trying i i, I want to be interested in the game but you know, there's only a limited number of factions, and they're not really calling to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, that's the undead elves probably mission. just aren't undead yeah. enough for him. Aaron I and I this... have already commiserated with each other over this same problem uh, yeah. in in Messenger. Sure. Yep. And I, I mean, there isn't really there isn't really a magic wand to fix that. <laughs> no, there isn't. You can only you can only launch with so much stuff, and it's only going to appeal to so many people, etc. So. Yeah. I right. I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like, and we'll see when the models come out. I could be wrong, but it feels like that the four original factions of War Machine represented different play styles and styles more so than what they're presenting this time around. We'll see. I could be way off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, I guess we can we can end this part one here. And stay tuned to next yes. week. We oh, I love the cliffhangers. Uh, the changes to the rules. So stay tuned and and let us know what you think of what you've heard so far. Oh my God! Let me see what. Let me see when it ended. When, when what, what ended? When what ended? Is it still says you're recording the call on my screen? 